and welcome back to the New Year's World Player Podcast. I'm one five, the number four ever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page that's New Year's World Player at K N O W Y A R O L E P L A Y E R underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app, right? That's anchor.fm backslash Know Your Role Player. Whether you have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and many, many more, you get episodes like the one you are currently listening to. It's ready. All right, all right, guys, welcome back. Today is the first, December 1st, the last day of the year, last month of the year. Um, as always, we got our guest with us, Prince, back after a hiatus. Prince, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Now, Prince, remind me at the end of the year to make sure I do a plug for the uh, Spotify wrap-up. Um, All right. Full plug. I was looking at it before. I was trying to get the pie down, but I had to get some pretty good, you know, inspiring info for next year. All right, guys, we got a ton to get to. Uh, French, you the guest. You was going for the day. So, what do, what do you want the first topic to get to before I jump into this list, man? Um, I mean, it's up to you, man. I would probably go injuries first because it's getting kind of crazy out here. You know what? I'll let you get the first lead with the injuries. You go ahead, man. All right, man. So, this has been a rough weekend slash rough week to, you know, middle of the week. It's hump day. But we got Dame Lillard out for at least 10 days. It's going to be longer than that, man. Yeah, it definitely is. And that's pretty concerning because they've already had Norm Powell out a couple games. Yep. Uh, they've had Zeller out a couple games. It's just – it's not looking good for Portland right now. Nope. Um, speaking of people it's not looking good for, Denver Nuggets, two more players out, contracted COVID. Listen, this health and safety protocols because LeBron James too – isn't it? it? It's getting to be a problem, man. And it started off than, good, and but and more than just one sport, though. No, it is. It's more than just one sport, but it started off decent for all the sports. Yep. But it, it's starting to become a problem. I don't know if it's people, just, you know, if it's if it's the guys feeling like everything's good now, or if people are just getting a little lax, but can't afford to just have guys be missing. Multiple games, you know. And then to me, the biggest injury news so far, Bam Adebayo. This changes the entire conversation in the Eastern Conference. This changes the entire conversation for the Miami Heat. And now, all of a sudden, you know, a team that we didn't think necessarily would have to make a move at all this season. Oh, they have to make a move and they have to make a move as soon as possible. Um, just for chemistry purposes, right? Dwayne Dedman's not – you can't – you're not winning games with Dwayne Dedman starting at center. You're, you're not winning games with Udonis Haslam having to play legitimate NBA minutes anymore. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's Bagley. I don't know, you know – I don't know who they got to call. They got to call somebody. Yep. They, they got to call somebody. They have to find a big man. Um, yeah. And it might cost them something in the process. Yeah, just to follow up on what you said, um, there was Bone Tyler and um, and Rivers with the two Nuggets that entered the protocol. Yes. Also, um, White from the Bulls that entered the protocol. Also, uh, LeBron entered the protocol on Tuesday. Um, 
We'll give it. I'll go over a couple more things. The Heat did lose the Heat and Bucks. Excuse me, Heat and Bulls both lose second round picks over the Lonzo and Lowry deals. Um, there was to be some. Listen, I think all these deals are done way ahead of time. So absolutely. I mean, these guys. Nobody gets a deal done in five minutes. Turning so, to a million dollar deal in five minutes. <laughs> I got at least a week or two, a month to get a base offer of what that deal is. All right. Um. Did you see the game last night? Which game? The uh, Warriors and Suns. I watched the first half. I saw the highlights of the entire game, yes. All right. Um, give me your thoughts. So, real quick before I get your thoughts, the Suns did defeat the Golden State Warriors. I was wrong. I took the Warriors to win 104 to 96. Now, Devin Booker, speaking of injuries, also did get hurt. In yes. Game. He has a mild hamstring injury. Things I heard in the second quarter did not return. But I got to talk about matchups, and Phoenix is matched up really well against Golden State. Um, in order to beat Golden State, you need a couple things. Right? You need elite guard play, you need wing defenders, and you need a big of a presence. And as y'all heard me say before, I think the one weak link on Golden State is, even though he's been playing good this week, yeah, Kevin Looney. All right, I don't buy it. Um, he got exposed. Uh, he didn't even get exposed. I just feel like a better player than do what he's supposed to do. And DeAndre Eaton. 24 points, 11 rebounds. Even when the Warriors go small, Phoenix stays big. And listen, I got to say something. He finished with two points, right? But um, we might have to put Miles Bridges in the conversation of defensive player of the year. Because, uh, I mean, Garden stuff, switching on the other Obviously, I think Draymond is in the lead with it right now. Draymond guarded uh, Chris Paul, a big part of the first half. Absolutely. Also interesting. Um, in this game, man, uh, Jordan Poole. The first three quarters for 28 points. Steph never got it going. 12 points, three out of 14 from the three point line. Uh, I felt like Draymond played good. Wiggins was terrible. But I feel like this is okay. I think the Warriors needed this. I think the best thing they needed to do was okay, we're back, but we can see how we measure up against them teams. My best compliment I can give the Phoenix Suns is organization, offense, and defense. They know what they want to do, they're going to do it. They always get their guys the right shots, and they play a beautiful brand of basketball. Um, like I said, I felt like the Warriors still could have won this game. They probably definitely should have, even though Devin Booker is out. But, you know, Styles make fights, and I feel like they had the upper hand tonight. But I still like, in a seven-game series, if they ever do, I still like the Warriors. But give me an immediate thoughts on last night's game. So I had two immediate thoughts, right? My first immediate thought is the Warriors either need to find a center or James Weissman better be real close to coming back. I'm talking within like a month um, because I'll tell you, right. You're not going anywhere with Looney mm-hmm. because it, it exposes like, even I'm talking, even if they get Clay Thompson back, like not if, but when they get Clay back, yep. it's a matter of, like you said, the matchups, the two teams that are going to give them the biggest problems, the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz. Yep. Why? Cause they have big men that will dominate the boards. Also, they have big men that will expose Kevin Looney in a pick and roll. They both have wing defenders, like you said, that can switch on one through four. But the biggest thing to me, oh, the Warriors are fine. Listen, for those of y'all that don't know, when they do get Clay back and they go back (laughs) to that old school matchup of Draymond at the five, they're going to put Wiggins at the four, Clay at the three, Poole at the two, Curry at the one. Yeah, when they do that lineup, oh, it's a problem. Because then everybody's got a guard. 
everybody's got a guard. So I'm not really worried about the Warriors, but they do need to address that big man issue, and I think they will at some point. Listen, you know, we we get on Steven Adams a lot, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying they need Steven Adams, but if they can go find themselves a veteran center that will not try to do too much, like when they had Boogie, Boogie was trying to do too much. But if they just have a guy that will go out there and just rebound and do all the dirty stuff, they would be a real problem. And, you know, Steven's on a bad contract. But Steven Adams, even a Devin Eubanks from uh, the Spurs, like if you start looking at some of these teams that are going to be bad towards the end of the season, even maybe Sacramento. Tristan Thompson on that team, if you're just asking for a guy to rebound, a guy to play some defense and not just give up easy buckets, like there's guys available that are not getting burned right now on the teams that they're at. So I think the Warriors will be good. But Phoenix is Phoenix, man. Phoenix is going to be good, but it's going to be the same problem as last year. I don't know if they have enough if they go to the finals against the Nets, if they go to the finals against the Bucks, if they go to the finals against the Sixers. You know, I don't know that they have enough offensively through seven, seven games. I just don't. Yeah, uh, I agree. I want to get to two more games before we get to some of our main topics today. Um... The, the, what's going on in Memphis? Okay, so the Memphis Grizzlies won 90 over 91. I thought they were going to lose this game. I felt like Toronto matched up really well. And do you know the theory? Um, do you know the theory I always use trial by fire? Yes. Well, that is at an all time high right now because Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, goodness. 25 points. Yep. Down, yep. Him. Uh, I watched it. Uh, four out of seven from the three-point line, eight out of 14 from the field goal line, and putting the clamps, the clamps on our boy Pascal Siakam. Even though he was, 20, <laughs> he was struggling, man. Like, wherever he go, Jaren was And um, even my other man, my man um, Desmond Bain, hashtag know your role player, five out of nine from the three-point line, 23 points. I cannot believe that these guys – Okay, so I understand that guys step up when guys get in. has to play like this all the time. So we, we always talk about he's the swing guy. He's the swing guy. We all know that they did uh, trade uh, Valentinus. And even though some people are looking at just a problem, remember, they traded Valentinus to get the number 10 pick. Yes. Uh, they drafted a guy that they have a lot of hopes in that's going to be a little bit of a project. All right. But I got to be honest with you, man. I didn't see this coming. They won two games they weren't supposed to win. And. They might be okay. I think I think that they play a bunch of average teams or beat the average teams, and they might go 50-50 against the good or bad teams. But um, I got a little bit of hope for um, Memphis. Are you thought the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, so I don't know if I have as much hope for Memphis as I have zero hope for Toronto. See, this is this is, and I agree with you, right? Like, so Jaron Jackson last night surprised me. I mean, but when he hit his first couple shots, I said, "Oh boy, here we go." It's going to be one of them Jaron Jackson games that, you know, dude ends up with 30 and 10 and you don't know how it happened. But it is. It's the consistency. He's a good shooter, but he doesn't shoot it consistently. And he does, you know, and honestly, it's a lack of focus. Mm. Let's just call it what it is. The difference between great players and good players, besides putting in the work and the hours, is focus. Mm. And there's just times where he just doesn't have complete Focus. That's why Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. And that's why J.J. Redick was a really, really good shooter in the NBA. 
it comes down to focus. It's not the it's not the form. You know, a lot of these dudes have great form in the NBA, but it, it, it's focus, and it, it goes to the whole team, right? Oh, Tyus Jones stepped up last night. Yeah. Desmond Bain stepped up last night. Yep. Melton played good off the bench. Yep. Kyle Anderson played good off the bench. And to me, that's the real key to Memphis' season going forward with this issue with John Morant, and it's Kyle Anderson. He played really well for them last year in spurts. And they're going to need that again for the next month or so. Because I'm not saying Ja will be out for a month, but it's, it's one of those injuries where they're going to have to ease him back in. You don't know if he'll ever actually get back to 100% this season mm-hmm. if he's not going to sit out for a long enough time. So it's like, you know, you have to get these – you have to get your role players that can play these different positions. They have to step up. Right. They did last night. Now, I ain't going to lie. We got to be fair. They benefited greatly because Toronto was missing some key players, and their bench might be the worst in NBA history. <laughs> but a win is a win. And a win without your star player who was an MVP candidate for the first 20 games, that's a big deal. Uh, no, I 100% agree with you. Um... I don't have much comment on the Lakers, even though LeBron didn't play. The Lakers did what they're supposed to do. Uh, they won a game against a bad team after losing to the team in triple overtime. So I'm sorry, Lakers fans. We're not going to throw a parade. Russell Westbrook did play well, 23-5-6. Davis played well, 25-7. But, again, you did what you're supposed to do against the team. The one the bright is that Malik Monk did have a breakout game, hitting six out of ten from the three-point line, the 22 points. And the other thing I noticed is that the White House – 35 minutes. I thought that was very interesting. Um, giving up 92 total points to the uh, you know, King. Sacramento King score. So I thought it was pretty interesting that Dwight played the middle. I never got an answer from Frank Vogel why DeAndre Jordan played. And I just, I don't know. Um, actually, let's stay on the Lakers for a second. So Anthony Davis' shooting numbers are horrible. They're, they're yes, sir. The three-point shooting numbers are terrible. Uh, if you can pull them up for me while I talk for a second. Um, so yesterday, 12 to 22, 0 2 from the line. But this year, his numbers have been shooting has been terrible all around. He's been playing fine this year. His points and rebounds are bad. Now, that's a two part answer. One, I think his shot selection is terrible. I understand he has a mid range shot and a three point shot. But you have to ask yourself are you shooting because of spacing or are you just shooting because you want to shoot and don't want to get into the paint? Also, fluidity. Davis put on about 15 to 20 pounds this year. I don't think he looks a great high move. You know, he's looking stiff again. Uh, I think that thigh is still a little hurt because he has a little bit of gape in his stride. So I'm not sure about how healthy he is right now. I don't know if we'll ever have the answer to that question, but um, I'm not feeling Davis this year. Uh, I don't care if he's healthy. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I don't care if he's healthy. This brother is shooting 19% from the three-point line. That has nothing to do with health. I don't care if he's healthy. No, Let no, alone, people oh. were saying, and Bill Simmons said on his podcast that, he thinks that's impartially to do with him playing the uh, um, playing with another center. But I said, hold on. He played with another center his whole career. Like, he doesn't like playing the center. And again, me and Frank laughed about this. Before this season, LeBron said, I'm playing power forward. David's playing center. And I looked at Frank. He looked at me and said, oh, they must know something about basketball. We don't. Because they <laughs> don't like doing that. Neither one of them. They'll do it if it's the finals and it's game seven. Game? No way. No way, bro. Um, go ahead. So, yeah, here's the thing, right? I would buy that if Anthony Davis was shooting, you know, Carl Anthony Towns numbers. Like, if he was attempting five, you know, threes a night. He's not. 
He's attempting two to three a night, and on most nights he's going 0 for 2, 0 for – you can't have it. You can't. Not for what you're getting paid, not for how good you're supposed to be. You can't have it because if Anthony Davis shoots 19% from the three-point line, you know who he is? Who? He's, he's Rudy Gobert. <laughs> he's 20 and 10. No, 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 no. If he shoots 19%, no, you're right. Matter of fact, if he shoots 19% from the, flo- the three-point line, he's worse than Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert sh- shoots higher than 51% from the field. Rudy Gobert never takes the shots that Anthony Davis takes. No, but I feel you. But my point is, if Anthony Davis is – if he all of a sudden can't shoot, which I don't think this is going to be a long-term issue, no, but, if, when, but if he doesn't shoot, the Lakers are going to struggle every game because you don't get Anthony – like, if you just got Anthony Davis – to be a 20 and 10, that's John Collins. <laughs> that's like, that's what, like, I don't just like, that's John Collins. Nah, that's not enough. That's not you. enough. Um, yeah, we're going to leave that there. Uh, again, no comment on the Pistons Trailblazers. The Pistons are struggling. They can't score, but the only bright spot I do want to talk about that game is Cade Cunningham. He finally had a good shooting game. All right, he's one of the five worst shooters that takes as many shots as he takes in the league. So, this game, 10 out of 13 from the field goal line, 5 out of 7 from the three-point line, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, which is interesting, 26 points. When Cade shoots better, the Pistons become better. Again, they need a big threat. They need skill and talent, but it's so important for him to become an efficient scorer and just a scorer, period, to take pressure off the rest of his teammates, man. And, again, I think he can score. I think his shooting is fine. I think he's going to play better and better, and I'm standing on my pick. He will win Rookie of the Year. I'm saying okay. That. Okay. I'm on that. Now, French was not here the other day when I talked about the fall guy, but there's no way, there's no way on God's beautiful green earth that we are not going to talk about the Knicks, all right? <laughs> so the Knicks lost. The Knicks lost. Again, uh, French did pick the Knicks, even though this was an official pick, but he did pick the Knicks to win. I, I did. Brooklyn. Um, you know, whatever. Harden finally played like he was an all-star after playing like a dog most of the year, crying to the refs all the year, not being on shape all year. I congratulate James Harden for finally playing like a professional great player that he is. Whoop-de-whoop. Anyway, that wasn't what I wanted to talk about this game. I want to talk about Kemba Walker being the fall guy for this organizational dysfunction at being 11-10 and 10 and having expectations after the playoffs last year. And I also want to talk about Mr. Randall and his shot selection. Now, Randall did shoot well yesterday, 11 of 22, um, nine rebounds, eight assists, 24 points. He played really well. And he did get into the paint, and he did do some inside scoring yesterday, so I want to be fair with that. But um, we talked about it briefly. Uh, Alex Brooks with 25 points, too. That's really big. We yes, sir. Briefly, with his Knicks and his dysfunctional roster, and Kimba has become the fall guy. Now, let me be accountable. Kimba has not been playing well. He wasn't a good defender in um, excuse me, Boston. And he's not a good defender now. He's very small, undersized, and he's an inconsistent scorer. With that, you knew everything that he was bringing to the table before the season. He is not the reason why y'all are the way y'all are. All right? Organizational failure. I'm going to give the floor to French in one second. But um, I don't like this roster. I don't think this roster is good. And I just feel like that's why this team isn't good. Your best player is Julius Randle which he struggles against certain matchups, even though he's a fine player, and he definitely deserves to be an all-star. But again, we look at what's next to him. Mitchell Robinson, extremely inconsistent, 
and overrated. And at this point, he's living off a of potential and promise. Let's go down the line. R.J. Barrett, inconsistent. Four points, four rebounds. He took three shots. Dude, there's no way a lottery pick could ever be taking three shots, man. If Randall took 22, Barrett should take 17. We have to find out how good is Barrett, whether you want to trade him and put him in another asset or build with him. What's going on here? Okay, let's go to our prize possession. Our $75 million man, um, Fournier. Five out of 12, three out of eight from the field goal line, zero points, zero rebounds, 13 points. That's what you paid $80 million for. And he came up clutch in the fourth quarter, though. Hold on. He came up clutch last night in the fourth. I understand, but what the point is, he's in the average starting point guard. Absolutely. He's got a, a play that's going to move the needle of your team. You know, he did play well, like I said. As our um, – I'm going to give you the floor. Go ahead, man. All right. So, you know, I'm not – I do like Tom Thibodeau, but he does some okay. things sometimes that get on my nerves. Here's one of them. Let's blame the guy who's averaging 11 points. Two rebounds, three assists. But we're not going to talk about your two centers combining on a nightly basis for 10 and 13. That's not one man stats. That is a combination of two seven-footers. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about Derrick Rose, who's only averaging half a point higher than Kemba, 0.3 rebounds, and 0.6 assists higher than Kemba. Oh, no, that's not the problem. We're not going to talk about the fact that Emmanuel quickly doesn't get enough minutes on a nightly basis, right? No, no, no. We're not going to address the fact that R.J. Barrett, former lottery pick, is averaging 14 points a game, six rebounds and two assists. Now, we ain't going to talk about that. Oh, we ain't going to talk about Julius Randle coming back to earth either, are we, huh? Hold on. How about drafting a player that Randle played position in and the coach not having no faith to play him on the floor together. <laughs> so the only time that Obi Toppin can play, and he's been playing fine, is when Randall's not playing. Listen, man, this thing in New York is a joke. It's a joke. And, and I'll say this. It's an organizational problem. Yep. This isn't a Tom Thibodeau issue. This isn't a, you know individual player issue. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it matters, you know, who the coach is. That's just a terrible roster to try to figure out who to play together. You have two centers that can't do nothing offensively. Nothing but lo- dunk. That's it. Neither one is really shot blocking at a high rate this year. The best player on that team, in all honesty, so far this season, has been Alec Burks. Because mm. the Julius Randle that we're seeing, he, this ain't the all-star Julius Randle we saw last year. Yeah, I can't give you that. Julius Randle still the best player. All right. He, but I'm just saying, based off of what I call expectations, okay. Julius Randle is just, I mean, and he's not having a bad year. 19, 10, and 5 is not bad. It's just not what we saw last year. And the offenses all still run right through you. Mm-hmm. So what has changed? Well, they made a mistake by doing the four-and-eight deal. Because we, me and you have both said this. He's just, he's not that guy. He had the opportunity to be that guy in Orlando for five years. He was never that guy. You went to Boston with other better players and did nothing. Yeah, and the Kemba deal, me and you both said at the time was stupid. We both said it was – it just it didn't make sense it, it for their – Like I said – Those players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfectly the case. Yeah, it's those play. It's just – it's a weird fit. If you put – like I keep saying this. If you put Kemba right now, if you put him in Golden State, if you put Kemba, you know, in Charlotte, if you put Kemba on some of these teams that have shooters around them – 
where he can run, get in the paint, and kick out, he'd be fine. He's still not going to play no defense, but he never has. So, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into our last topic before we get into the pick today. Do you have the total tally for the pick? Uh, I will in two seconds. All right, but before you do that, I want to make sure we talk about our last topic. Don't think you were going to get by, Mr. Cancer. I got time for you because I got time. Um, I want to make sure I get the CNN name right. Is it Carson uh, Edwards or? Yeah. Uh, Cancer was on with today. Oh, I don't know who he was on with today. All right, so I don't know who was on there, but I did see the interview. All right, I don't know if you saw the interview. No. Uh, can you, if you can, if it's possible, can you give me the definition of pandering? Uh, I'll give you a little bit of free time to look for it real quick. Oh, I could just, I could just tell you what the definition go of pandering ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so the definition of pandering is when you say things to please a specific audience. Yep. These are not things you actually believe. You're just saying them because you know it's going to appease people that you want to make happy. Right. And so uh, Ernest Cantor was on CNN um, and he was speaking and he was talking about that he was recently become an American citizen. Congratulations to him. Hey, listen, you're in a free country and seriously, congratulations to him. Now, I had no problem with that. And I also had no problem with his jubilance and his joy of being a U.S. citizen after the struggles, as, as he was a Turkey citizen before. I understand that. But this conversation got really weird. And it got weird where it started to shift, and there was some shade, and there was some shot. So it went to, um, how do you feel being an American citizen now? Uh, you know, I feel great. You know, I mean, and, I'm, and I'm just not the exact quotes, but he basically was real happy. He said he's blessed. He's in a great position now. You know, he's in a free country where a lot of other countries are free. And people um, take advantage of it and don't know how blessed they are. And in context, I understand what he's saying, and I agree. Now, <laughs> I just think, uh, I, I don't, and again, this is not his exact words, um, but he basically was saying, you know, I think that people should basically be happy and understand that he's a free country and stop complaining and appreciate the good things about this country. Whoa, <laughs> well, brother, with that hard left. You want to chill in the pink pander and corners? Yo, brother, I want to give you a concept. It's called two things can be true. You can be proud to be a U.S. citizen and also talk about the struggles that you had as a Turkey citizen and a public dictatorship in your country and also understand that there are problems in America. And just because they don't directly affect you, it does not mean that they do not exist. Okay? There are plenty of problems in America. I don't got enough time on this podcast to go over them. But again, the ignorance and the pandering to the crowd because you became an American citizen, you got the right to be happy. You got the right to feel however you want to feel, and you definitely got the right to your opinion. But your opinion can also be wrong. All right? So let me help you, brother. I'm happy to be an American citizen, but I understand that there are also problems and challenges in this country that I'm addressing and that we got to continue to fight for. That's all you had to say. All right? But he keeps diving a little bit deeper, and he's got a thing for LeBron James. He might have a male crush or something about LeBron James. Now, this goes back into New York when he was on the Knicks and he was kind of a man. And him and LeBron bumped each other. They had a couple of words, but it didn't mean nothing. But since that moment, he kind of kept having a little thing for LeBron. And so he keeps talking about the Nike sweatshops and talk about, you know, the exploitation that Nike's doing and like to have a conversation with LeBron and LeBron, LeBron. And he also changed his name to Freedom. Now, to me, 
if you want to censor him in a few minutes, cool. But I think that's a little bit of a clout move, right? You keep saying freedom and you keep going with LeBron James. I feel like you're trying to get clout on your name for something you want to do, all right? Because if you want to talk about your freedom and your thing, you can, but keep this man's name out your mouth. Whatever you have done, he has done more than you. Whoever you have helped, he has helped more than you. So choose your words. Just be careful with the words you say. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, son. Um, yeah, see, I'm not a big Ennis Cantor fan. Never have been. Probably never will be. And this is why. He's got real sucker tendencies, man. <laughs> and y'all have heard me talk about this on the podcast before with grown men. But it's a, I'm telling you, it's an epidemic out here. <laughs> grown men. I mean, grown with sucker tendencies. You can, like you said, you can make your point without having to put somebody else down. Yep. You could say, I want the governments to look into what's going on in China with the sweatshops without saying, when's LeBron going to talk? Like, whoa, what is LeBron? First of all, you're a grown man, right, Josh? Yeah. I'm a grown man. Yeah. So here's my thing. If I feel passionate about an issue, I don't need Josh to speak on it. Yeah. I don't care if more people know Josh. I don't care if his following's bigger because I'm grown and it's something I believe in. I don't need another man to co-sign my beliefs. I don't need nobody else. I'm not worried about what you're doing. I'm worried about what I'm doing. Just like I don't care about how much money another man. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. It's about what I'm doing. And that's Ennis Cannon's problem. And the freedom thing, it's a little bit too metal world peace for me, man. Where it's like, Nah, like when Meta did it, it was like, okay, you're doing it. To tr- it's like you're doing too much. Because right. guess what? When his name was Meta World Peace, he was still elbowing James Harden in the face. <laughs> still the same dude. So he Ennis Kanter. Yeah, but Ennis Kanter, you could change your name all you want and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Ennis Kanter Freedom, this, that, and the other. But changing your name doesn't change you. Yeah, and if we're going to talk about you... I don't need to talk about off-the-court stuff. Let's talk about on-the-court. Let's talk about are you ever going to become a good defensive player? <laughs> Let's talk about are you ever going to develop a jump shot? Can how about ever defend a pick-and-roll? How, how about are you ever going to be good enough to get consistent minutes in this league before you talk about one of the top five best dudes to ever strap up the laces? So stay on a team consistently. Yeah, talk, like, listen – this is almost as ridiculous as when Brian Scalabrini named himself the White Mamba. It's like, so, like, dude, Ennis Cantor, you are so low on the totem pole of NBA talent that you're going to not – and that's the thing. You're not talking about LeBron as a basketball player. You're talking about him as a man. And as a man – but hold on. As a man, you mean a man that opened up a school for underprivileged children in his hometown – you mean as a man who's raising a son who's going to be a top ten, probably a first-round NBA pick. You mean a man who stayed with the same woman he's been with since high school when he could have left her for any one of these chicks that exist. Come on. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying. So just as a, like, as a person, just as a grown man who's never been in the news on a personal level for anything negative, never a Tiger Woods story, never never a Kobe RIP story, never never a Shaq story, never an Allen Iverson story. He's never been in the news for anything negative on a personal level. So if you want to attack the man's game, by all means, you're an NBA player, that's fair play. But 
if you're going to attack a man based on his character, LeBron's just not it. And I don't like LeBron, yeah. the player. But you, y'all have never heard me say anything bad about LeBron, the father, LeBron, the philanthropist, LeBron, you know, the man. I don't agree with some of the things he does, basketball-related, getting fans kicked out. I don't necessarily agree with all his tactics. But that has nothing to do with him off the court. Right. I don't know the man. All I know is he's never done anything that's popped up negatively. I want to remind people that people say Jordan's the greatest player of all time. And this is not the podcast to argue or debate this. But I also want to remind people at the peak of Jordan's game, he quit basketball. Fact. Now, with the other circumstances, yes. If LeBron James quit basketball at the peak of his career, I'm telling you the internet would literally break. It would literally break. It could be mental health issues. It could be whatever it is. It would literally break. Again, zero off the field issues. Love Mike. Yo, you got a real gambling problem, brother. Love Mike. Yo, yo, you got these stories about the family. Love Mike. Like you, you had, you had, you had the stuff that came with you, Mr. Republicans. They spend their money on my sneakers too. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. And Ernest Cantor. See, we're fans. Our perspective is from a fan point of view. So I'm gonna disagree with you again. An NBA point of view. Yeah, we can talk, but wait, you are under me. Everything I've done is more than you, so mind your business, Mr. Cancer. And again, all this, I see him, he didn't say that to me. Yo, listen, I got to say this. There's nothing soft about LeBron James, but he has no desire to act tough because it does nothing for him. He's a billionaire. Being tough, it's, 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 it's kind of projecting whatever your insecurities are. LeBron's not insecure. He's a made man, a self-made man. And again, Cancer. Yo, mind your defense, though. Mind your defense. That's what you need to worry about. That's the name of this podcast. Mind your defense, man. All right? Worry about your problems and going over there. You know, come on, man. I'm about to roast with you. So we want to <laughs> See, yeah, I had, this, I had to stop, too, because I was getting ready to roast. <laughs> I, I got I to change because I'm catching myself. I'm slightly going to the dark side. All right. Um, picks of these games have just started, but we're still doing picks. Uh, do you have the final tally for our picks so far? I do have the final tally. And guess what, y'all? I closed the gap. I closed the gap. <laughs> but only by one game. Only by one game. Okay. So right now, your record stands at a smooth 16 and 11. Okay. And I've closed it. I was at 9 and 12, y'all, but I had a good week last week. I had a good week last week. I'm sitting here even at... 12 and 15. Oh, so we're close. All right. We're close. We're this close. Big, this is a big night for us. All right. Now, these games are in progress, but I have not known the score to any of these games, so my pick remains the same. Pacers and Hawks. Um, oh, I know the score, but I'm going to be G. My, my picks are the same. Not. Okay. Pacers and Hawks. The, uh, they figure by two points. I'm going to go with the Hawks as the underdog to cover the two and to win the game outright. Yeah, now I'm going, uh, going with the Hawks. Listen, the Pacers stink. Uh, Rick Carlisle super excited though. No, no, no. Listen, Rick, Rick Carlisle is excited, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because they're about to blow that thing up, and he's about to keep like two good dudes and get some pieces in return. So, but yeah, I like the Pacers. Yeah, Denver and the Magic. I love the Magic, Show. but also talk about injuries. Uh, Jalen Suggs fractured his thumb. He'll be out for a while. Yeah, so they don't have any guard play, man. We're calling <laughs> Jalen Suggs play. They're starting Gary Harris, who was a spot up shooting guard, and asking him to create offense. Dude, hey, Denver has to win by eight. This is an easy eight, man. Denver's going to blow them out, man. Winning by 20. Yeah, all right, chill. Next, the uh, Wizards and the Timberwolves. All right. Uh, 
podcast on Friday. I'm gonna make sure I give D'Angelo Russell some love because I'm not a fan, but when you yeah. deserve the love, he's been playing really well. And I'm gonna ride his hot hand and the Timberwolves' hot hand. Um, the Wizards are home; they're favored by three and a half. I'm gonna take the underdog in the upset, the Timberwolves, to cover three and a half and to win the game on the road. Holler! So I actually do like the Timberwolves team. I think that uh, Angelo Russell is close to getting that D for defense put back in front of his name because he's actually been playing some this season. But I'm taking the Wizards, man. Listen, they got some key injuries in Minnesota on the wings. It's a little weird. Kuzma may be a good game tonight. We'll see. 76ers and Celtics. I think the Sixers can beat the Celtics. But I don't know if they have enough scoring. I'm upsetly and I'm sadly going to take Boston. The win by three versus the Sixers. Celtics, Celtics are home too. Sixers by six or seven. Oh, I hope so. Listen, I, they can't shoot. Boston can't shoot. So Sixers uh, by six or no seven. No Jimmy Butler playing tonight, right? No Jimmy Butler. No Bam Adebayo. Maybe Tyler Hero. So how is Miami? I am taking the Cavs to upset Cavs, the yeah. cover the three and then win the game. Cavs to win. Jared Allen's going to have a monster game again. Dwayne Dedman might also be out, and I hope he is, so that everyone can see what happens when you keep Adonis Haslam on your roster, and he has to go in there and play a fresh Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Laurie Markkinen, because they're getting cooked tonight. Yeah. All right, next, um, the Hornets and Bucks. The Bucks are home. They're favored by nine. I love this Hornets team. I hate this Hornets matchup. They have nothing for Giannis. Uh, Milwaukee has to win by nine. That's an easy cover. I got the Milwaukee to win by nine at home. Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. Everyone's healthy except for Brooke Lopez, who doesn't matter in this matchup. Bucks. Okay, next, the Pelicans are home versus the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Dallas is favorite, road favorites by three and a half. I'm taking the Pelicans, man. I've seen enough, man. I'm taking the Pelicans to cover this three and a half and to win this game. Yeah, I'm taking Valanchunas and his sidekicks, man. Give this man the ball. This is Valanchunas in Toronto. Give him the rock. Get out the way. He's about to go crazy in the league this season. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Thunder, again, OKC is at home. They're favored by two and a half. It's a recent just playing this team in Houston. I understand that the Rockets are on the road, but they're one of the hottest teams in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Four Ball's coming. I'm taking the Rockets to cover the plus two and a half and to win this game. No, the Rockets are going to win. Uh, OKC's got a couple guys out. I think Josh Giddy's sitting out tonight. Um, they, they got a couple. I mean, listen, OKC stinks. That's a whole mess down uh, there. The so. Kings are playing the Clippers. The Clippers got dogs last game. Uh, <laughs> the Kings got dogs last game. No Paul George tonight. No Paul George. And the Clippers are favored by five. No sorry, Bob. That's not how works. <laughs> I will be taking the Kings to cover the five and a half and to win the game. Uh, is Kawhi Leonard playing tonight? Nope. Okay, so I don't know why they're I don't know why they're favorited then. So yeah, I'll go with the Kings. <laughs> yeah, this is Harrison Barnes may be back tonight also. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap this pod up and down? Yeah, I got one last one one last little thing to say here. Okay. I want everybody to know we're twenty games in, and if you look at the standings, and I'm gonna leave y'all with this. Chicago is two in the East, over 20 games in. And somehow, the Portland Trailblazers have pulled to 500. 
Don't know if it means nothing. I just know those were two teams starting the season we were looking at. Chicago looks legit. Portland looks like they're getting ready to go out the back door. So. Yeah, we'll see about that. We will be back Friday for the Friday Pod. As always, thank my guests and friends. Uh, before I leave, uh, I want to shout out to all my listeners. As all music fans have known, if you have Spotify, the Spotify ramp is up. I cannot reach the app. I should have screenshotted it before, but I will post it. Our Spotify numbers, I'm very happy with it. And the Spotify numbers, the biggest number I is episodes. All right, so I had 45 episodes yesterday. I'm pretty sure I can double that this year. All right, so I want to be consistent. Even if the pods have to be shorter for some, every pod doesn't have to be long. Every night doesn't have to be great. But see, every night will be great. But every long, all right? If it's short and sweet, it's short and sweet. If it's long, it's long. If it's real, it's real. If it's personal, it's personal. It is what it is, all right? But again, thank you to all my listeners. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. Like, share, and subscribe. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hashtag know your role player. K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. All right? Put me in your story. Tell your man. Tell your man's friend. Tell his girl. Tell his girl. Tell his mom. Tell his mom. And tell her son. All right? And at the second continue, we'll be back Friday. Y'all, we're going into the week. It's Wednesday. Y'all stay forward. Keep your head strong. I'll see y'all Friday. Y'all be good. Peace.